What's going on? It's your boy Mikey. Can we keep it real podcast? You know, talking to, you know, a lot of high school people today. Um, I wasn't ready to come back so soon with the podcast, but, you know, with the Warwick situation going on, with, um, you know, a lot of schools starting their, their preseason camp, we find out last night that Pilgrim High School um, and Tolman are schools that cannot stop because, you know what, they have no sports program. But before we get to that, we're going to talk to Coach Cliff Fulton, Exeter West Greenwich. New coach, I mean, this guy got so much passion. I see him doing more in a short amount of time that I have seen coaches do in years. How you doing, Cliff? I'm doing good. How are you, Mikey? All right. You know, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about EWG. Yeah, we're trying. You know, we're, we're trying. We're putting, uh, putting our best foot forward, uh, building the program. And, uh, you know, this is it's starting to look good. We started our summer camp already, and uh, it's looking positive. Coach, I, you know, I was talking to uh, a college coach today and I mentioned my 1% list for Rhode Island football coaches, you know, and saying that they're rare coaches that really put the all in. And one name that I was shocked, not that I can't believe it ain't possible, was your name. You haven't even have a year. You haven't even had your first year as a head coach. You was assistant last year and you're up there with them coaches already. How does that make you feel? Oh, wow. That's, um... That, that's great to know um, you know it's I, I'm kind of humble about it it's uh, it's great because um, I do bring a, a lot of passion to, to to what I do as a head coach but to have my colleagues and even college coaches uh, talking about me in a, in a positive manner and putting me up with the one uh, percenters and like you just said my first year I haven't even coached the game um, you know, I, I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was like, you know what, the, the hair on my arms is actually standing up, and I, you know, because I know you for a long time, went to school together, you know, so I'm very happy for you, and I'm happy for when anybody um, becomes successful, and you know, even high school sports onto the college level. Now, you, you're in a small district, Exeter, West Greenwich, uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, a big city, international airport there. Um, I understand their budget is a lot more, you know, Pennywise, Dollar Foolish. But how can a school like EWG do it and well, it can't? Oh, talk about budgeting. You know, I don't know the ins and outs uh, of the budgeting with uh, Exeter West Greenwich or with Warwick, but it all starts with proper budgeting. I mean, you have to know what your budget is. You have to know what you can spend and not spend. But, you know, we're over here with Exeter West Greenwich. Uh, we're, we're a small community. We don't have a lot of big bills. At the same time, you know, we don't have... Uh, trash pickups we don't have uh, sewer lines in some of the some of the houses that's a lot of well water so they don't have to deal with some of the same basic um amenities that that warwick does but to be 7.7 million uh, under you know bad this is not good um that means somebody dropped the ball especially they closed warwick vets down to save money where did that money go um but most importantly What's going on? You know, these kids are walking into, you know, thinking, hey, we're going to play sports. We got football coming up. We got, um, another, you know, soccer coming down the field. I mean, down down the point. And no, there's no football. There's, there's no there's no sports at all. And that's, you're taking dreams away from, from kids. You're taking the high school experience away from them. And, you know, it's always the mighty dollar, you know, the, Money does run everything, but at the end of the day, 
you know, when it comes to budgeting, and for the life of me, I never understand why it's let's cut education and let's cut sports. The two main things, the reason why kids go to high school, you know, they have to go get your core your core curriculum to to graduate to get your high school diploma. At the same time, you're there to play sports, not because of anything more than staying out of trouble, building you know confidence within yourself. Um, the bond that any sport creates together, you don't, you can't be taught that in a, in a classroom. What goes on, you know, in the locker room, what goes on with, you know, player to player reactions to what we're doing in the football field, the locker room, it's, you know, it, it's nothing. It, it, you can't, you just can't explain it, and you can't teach it. And to to rip that away from. Uh, these kids to me is is disheartening. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot white. I'm all worried about with them kids who who will be looked at for the next level. What happens? What happens to them? That you know, hey, I'm I'm, I'm being looked at at some uh, some division one, two, or three uh, college. You know, they they want to see what I do in my senior year, and, and now it's gone. And now y'all won year removed from any sport not just football and pilgrim and, does have a big name player that possibly has division one schools look at adam i talked to a rhode island recruiter from umass today and he said and i asked him the same question and he said he said i will personally still recruit these kids because i know who they are but other people that don't know who they are they're not going to continue to recruit them they're going to drop the ball because out of sight out of mind wow. Yeah, you're talking a year later. You know, exactly. A year later out of football, like, you know, you know what do you what justice is that for the you know for any of the players? Why for money? Now you went and, to Johnston High School, right? You played? Did you play for a Chato? No, I, I coached with a Chato. I coached with him as a volunteer for for two years. Um, right, I cool. coached the youth football there too, and you know he he caught my eye. I caught his, and we started talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you need to go up to high school," and uh, I caught the bug ever since. Now my question is, like, I mean, me personally, I think I got more of an education on the sports field than I did inside the classroom. I think sports is just as important as English and math. Now my question is. What do you remember from high school? Lessons from your football coach or your math lesson and your English lesson? Now, it's all important, but I can't sit here and tell you that one is more important than the other. I mean, I see you getting more farther with the after-school programs, dance, band. They send people on scholarships. Now, my son, without sports, I ain't gonna bullshit. He can't get to college. That's his only way to get to college. Emerson Kilgore, which was, he's on, he was on the show this morning, went to Pilgrim alumni, you know, went to Syracuse, all pro linemen, came back to Rhode Island to give back to Rhode Island sports. Now, he said today, I can't imagine where my life would have been. He said, I don't even want to think about it, but I know one thing, it would have a zip code 02920 after it. Yeah, when you know, when you go to, when you look back at high school and uh, what as you get older, what do you remember? And it is sports. It's um, life life lessons, and it's not always in the classroom. You know, I, I learned a lot. You know, going going to play football, I learned a lot on the field. You know, I still have you and I. We've been friends, and we went way back from from middle school, never mind high school. Bridger Middle um, School. We had Tommy Mezzanotti as a principal. Yeah, we did, and um, you know he knew me by my first name, and he knew my mother by his first. Now he's your principal again. 
Yeah, right. You know, with him but running was, the Scholastic yeah, League. I was always uh, a kid that always got into, you know, t- trouble. I was, you know, never into sports, but, you know, I get to high school, you know, even in middle school, you know, when we, um, you, you play them youth sports, it gets you away from, you know, get you away from the trouble. Because trouble will find a kid that's not doing nothing. But to get back to your question, you know, what I when I remember in high school is everything I did with sports related and the lessons that I learned, not in a classroom, but what I learned in the after school programs, because the other ones that are giving you a little bit more than life, you know, education, they're giving you life lessons, things that you're going to learn and the things that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And bonds, you know, I, I still have friends from high school. I mean, we communicate, we talk, you know, now we have the Facebook, we have all the social media. But the first thing that you talk about when you see somebody that you went to high school with and you haven't seen since then, hey, remember what we did in football? Remember we did in basketball, baseball? You don't remember, you don't sit there and go, hey, remember what we did in science class? And, and don't get me wrong, you know, education is very important, especially in today's world. You, know, you have to get a good education, you know, you have to, you have to uh, graduate high school you have to get into college you have to get you know some degrees and stuff but you know you're, you're taking the core essence of what high school experience is which is sports i mean you if you go on social media they're they're not girls they're not boys they're crying at the fact that you're taking something away from them that means a lot to them and you know to to be able to sit back and go okay we're just going to cancel it you know, it's it's heartbreaking. To me, it's two things you don't you don't mess with, and sports should be one of them. But you know, there's Rhode Island. Try that down in Texas or down these southern states, and they they won't allow you to walk out the door. You know, no, when it comes to all. certain things, uh, football is you know football is key. But even other sports, I don't want to just always jump on football, but any sports, you don't cut that because the domino effect from this is is what. They're not seeing it. They're tunnel vision. Because think about this. Parents go to work. Most of them get out 4, 4, 30, 5, 5, 30, whatever time they get out. When your child gets out of school, at whether it's 1 or 2 o'clock, it's nice to know my son or daughter is playing sports. That, you know, I'll, I'll be able to get home and they're going to get out of practice at the same time. What happens when you cancel sports? What's that parent going to do while they're at work? They're going to think about their child for three hours. What's going on? Are they home alone? Is someone going to bring into my house? Are they walking down the street with friends or by themselves to go to a store or whatever? And with today's people out there, the way they are kidnapping kids and stuff like that, you don't think that's going to be on a parent's mind 24-7? You know, it's, it's, and then what happens if something does happen? You have an athlete that's always, you know, whether they play basketball, baseball, football, whatever, all of a sudden something happens to that, you know, that child because wasn't able to play sports. How is that going to go on the mind of everybody who said, no, no, let's just cut them? Yeah, no, you exactly. Know, the yeah. And yeah. that's what they don't think about, Mike. You know, it's 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 a shame. Or even the second level. Hey, I'm, I, you know, I like you, you just said, your son. You know, the parents can't afford to, to send kids to, to college and drop thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. So if you have an opportunity, or if you have a door open, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, and whether you get a scholarship of merit or whatever it is, I mean, I was fortunate to, you know, have a kid. Um, that played for me last year, uh, even though I was an assistant, you know, he got a merit scholarship to go play UMass Dartmouth. You know, not everybody gets that. And if you close the door on any of that, you know, 
what is that kid gonna do? Okay, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna get an education. And guess what? Even if I get into college, the first thing you have, the first classes you have to take are your general education classes. Basically, you're going back to high school when you go your first year for college. So, are they really gonna put all the effort into high school, or are they gonna squeak by and just take them general education classes again? I think it was a big mistake. I think it's horrible, and, and it's disheartening what they're doing to the kids. Yeah, EWG sent you know a few kids over to UMass. One took a year off. Uh, he was a great quarterback a couple years ago. Um, what was that? Oh, um, Nick Catalino. Yeah, I mean, you know, I couldn't say enough excited. about the kid. Yeah, I'm excited for him. He's actually um, uh, my coaching staff. He um, he's gonna uh, give back to to the school. Uh, he's gonna be coaching with us for the summer, and then uh, he's off to uh, Dartmouth. I actually have uh, Joe Coucher. Uh, he was also a, a player at DWG. He goes to D, um, WPI. He plays college ball there. He's coaching uh, on my staff too for the summer, and uh, they just want they they see the excitement um, that I'm trying to bring. Uh, y'all back to Knights uh, football, and they want to be part of it. You know, yeah, I think you're doing a great job. You're doing a phenomenal job. The coaching staff you're putting together, um, your booster club also. I can't, you know, I mean, kudos to them for you know doing what you need, giving up all kinds of money for equipment because you didn't have jack to begin the season. I walked in, yeah, I walked in with fifty three dollars, and uh, and then I did an assessment. Okay, what do I need to build the program? Being an assistant did help me out because I understood what I needed. Um, being an assistant, you know, in other programs such as John, Johnston and Coventry, and talking to college coaches, see, that was key for me. Talking to Ryan, Ryan McCormick and other coaches throughout uh, colleges. Hey, what are you doing? Looking at, you know, going to their facility and just getting a visual of what, how to put a program together, and then you know, walking into to the booster, which you know they just um, had a big major change as a new president, new vice president. But the president now and the vice president and the treasurer now basically helped me with the old regime. And I walked in and you know I asked for a lot of money and, and told them what it was for. And there was a little bit of hesitant, and they didn't say, hey, "Hey, we'll just write you a check." But what it took was for me to take photos of the bad equipment that we have, and then mentioned all of our injuries before the season even started and then the first couple of weeks I mean, we lost eight nine kids because we weren't trained properly we didn't have the tr- we didn't have the proper equipment i should say so when i started showing them pictures and started talking about it and then parents started going and that's that's key to any boosters getting the parents involved getting the parents to go and fortunately, you know, I have parents like that. My kid got injured, and you know, could that been prevented by having, you know, football equipment? You know, and of course, you know, once once you start making that a reality and and putting that in their face, this is exactly what we're going to do. They jumped on board. They wrote the check, and they said, "Go get it." And you know, I didn't I didn't give them a time to change their mind. They said, nice. "Yes, they bought it the next day." I mean, so, the, the the thing with the schools is. You have to put together now your own fundraising efforts and you have to go really hard because you know the school and the towns are not going to back you up. They're not going to pay. So Westerly put together their own booster club. They just asked the um, the school committee for up to 12000 for a feasibility study just to see if, if um, it's possible to raise the funds for a new turf field. And, um, you know, because these grass fields... URI cannot keep up on their field, and only URI plays. They're putting a new field in as we speak. URI, they were big on their grass field. I mean, so we need better equipment. We need, you know, 
good fields for these kids to play on. Um, when I, I know your practices started. I've seen the kids in the gym working their butts off. I'm going to be at UMass soon. I'm going to sit down with all the Rhode Island kids, and we're going to get some some film on them. We'll get some audio on them, you know, and, and I think it's great because Rhode Island seems to be bleeding, you know, UMass Dotman now. I mean, the work that, that Ryan has done, I mean, the team he's put together, I mean, his his bosses, powers that be, must be impressed with him because I don't know anyone that works harder. No, he's, um, you know, he's all over the place. And, you know, Rhode Island's small. You know, we're not, we're not a big state. But there are some athletes. And it's not just from, you know, the, the private schools, the Division ones. I mean, there's athletes throughout all of Rhode Island. And because we are small, you know, they don't get a lot of notoriety. But, you know, lately... You know, for the past couple of years, a lot of, I've noticed a lot of Rhode Island kids are not getting looked at, and which is good. So what Ryan, you know, is doing over at Dartmouth is he, he's he's using that as a tool. He's going into every, I mean, he's been to every city, town in Rhode Island, taking a look at all these players, and, you know, he, he's finding them because they're there. And just because, you know, we're not on the news, there's not a big social uh, media outlet just for sports, um, you know, they're there. And I'm not just saying just my school. I'm not talking about, you know, just with Hendrickson or LaSalle, you know, they're big, you know, they're big wigs in Division One. But there's, a, there's better athletes in other schools than just them. And it's good to see that these athletes are being recognized and they're not leaving their own school, you know, because sometimes you can go to a private school and, you know, that's a different process, but they're staying there because they want to be part of their own community and they want to help out their own district and they want to be with their friends. And that's just showing commitment and character. And I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of you know, colleges starting to look at that and go, you know, you're, you're not going the easy route. You're sitting here, you're going to go the hard route. I mean, think about Pilgrim for a second. A couple of years ago, they, they were not really a good program. Coach Blake, you know, comes in and he changes the atmosphere, changes the culture. That's basically what I'm trying to do. And he was in the Super Bowl last Coach year. Coach Blake is hot right now. I mean, Coach Blake is, is living yeah. in, you know, I, we're oh, going to talk to him Friday, but um, I hope Coach Blake can, can stay calm and, um, you know, stay situated in, until Friday because, you know, when I heard from him earlier, he was hot. He was, he's passionate about what he does, and he should be because this is just – it's horrible. It's a sin, and, um, you know, I mean – Well, you need, you need to have that here. You know, when you're coaching high school football outside of the South, let's forget about the, the stipend. Forget about the pay. You're not making what you put into it. So if you're going to get into the into high school football, it's because – you love the sport, you want to give to the kids, and you have a passion for it. And, you know, some coaches have it, some coaches don't. Um, obviously, my name's getting out there, so, you know, that's a good thing. That's um, awesome, I, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a great feeling, um, and, and uh, I'm appreciative of that, because I do bring, you know, a lot of passion, to, you know, passion to what I'm trying to do. If you know it, I mean, you know me for a long time, anybody that knows me is I'm all about football I love it um, you know a couple weeks ago I was asked if I would go to the next level and I really didn't think about it because I'm so invested in, in this year being a head coach but to even have someone outside looking in saying yeah you would definitely be good good enough to go to that level you know and that in itself is amazing 
But I, I'd also like to see, you know, my colleagues, you know, Coach Blake over at Pilgrim, the passion he's putting in, seeing what Coach Dunbar is doing over at Coventry. That was huge. I was on that staff. He never beat West Wallet. And he comes in his first year and he wins. And I couldn't have been more happier for that for that group over there. Um, I hear a lot of stuff about uh, Coach Miranda down in Westerly. And, and that's what Rhode Island football is really about. We're, we're a big, big-hearted state. We're very small, but a lot of coaches, you know, we, we look at each other, we talk to each other, and we want uh, we want each other to do really good. But, yeah, there's some coaches, you know, in, in Rhode Island that, that have the passion and it you know, it, we bleed football, and um, I want it to be just as big as, as the South. What I mean, you said was we, really key that we talk to each other because Coach McCormick, you know, he led off this morning very with a very strong argument about NCAA football is very small. You may think it's big. Us coaches all talk to each other, and he was going down a road to make a point how, listen, kids, you could get blackballed very easily. Don't think you're bigger than who you are. People change jobs. He knows people all over NCAA from Michigan to Yale. You know, and some people think, oh, I'm Division One. I. I ain't Division Three. I ain't calling him back. And before you know it, no college will even talk to you. And now you're swinging a hammer, you know, because you missed your opportunity. So, you know, any message to give to your kids, act like you've been there before. That's the thing, you know, and and I'm trying to open their eyes to a lot of different things. You know, we had Coach McCormick come down and and talk to them and give information, stuff that I didn't even know, you know, just because I'm a head coach, I don't know everything. So especially if you're interested in getting to the next level, he came down and he gave some pointers, some information that I didn't know. And the kids, you know, we still talk about that. And they're like, oh, wow, we didn't we didn't know, you know, this was going on. And so, yeah, you know, it's good to have an outlet where you can talk to some of these other coaches, especially at the collegiate level. And um, what was really big was um, one of my players, he got, you know, end up being recruited. And that really set the tone for, um, for EWG. Right now, I believe, you know, we got a big, not a big, humongous roster, but... You know, we got a lot of kids that, that are very interested in playing football. You know, they came out, they're in the weight room, they're playing another sport. Um, they're out here for the summer camp. You know, they want to learn how to play football. And we got more kids from Prout, and which, which, you know, I think we almost double the amount. Not that it's a, a, a lot because we only had four last year. But I think we're up to 12, 13 kids. So that's in itself is, is growing. But, you know, it's it's exciting to see. And, you know, we're putting the program together. We're building it. And it's not just me. It's me and this coaching staff and these players. We're all in it together. And it's, you know, you know it's a wonderful thing to see when we put all the practice equipment outside um, for the summer equipment, uh, for the summer camp. And just looking at them and saying, this is what you're going to be practicing with. Um, they know right away, yep, we knew this was going to be different. We have a weight um, weightlifting training session, so that's already different. But the practice in itself was, was nothing like they've experienced before, and you know that's what we try to do. And getting Coach McCormick to come to your school in the middle of his busy season, he really you know has no vested interest at the present, but he does in the future. I mean, he takes time out of his day to do that all the time, and I think that's why he's five steps above everyone else. I mean, there's some good recruiters around the league, around the state, but I mean, he hashtags all the time, you will not outwork me, and you know what, I'm I'm up early in the morning, he calls me at 5 in the morning, he calls me 10 at night, he calls me 1 in the morning, I mean, this guy is motivated, and you know, so that shows, 
you know, um, his passion, you know, coming to your school, talking to them kids, you know, uh, you know, talking to the pro kids and, and hopefully maybe pro, you know, will come around and get some more kids, you know, um, you know, it's always about the logistics and the money, but coach, nice talking to you. Um, I know you got practice soon. I'm definitely going to get down there soon and, and meet some of the kids. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And, um, when is your injury fun game? Um, I, but actually this year we're hosting it um, for the first time. You know, they, uh, I was reached out. I was asked if we could uh, do, you know, do the committee a favor because they were having scheduling problems, and I jumped all over it. I know you did. I know you, you know, were saying <laughs> yes before you could say yes. Yeah, I mean, before he said hey. Come on down. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Whatever you said, need. Can you? I said yes. He goes, do the injury fund. Absolutely. And uh, when I told my booster, I told, you know, the players in the community, they were psyched. They were, they were on board. They were like, wow, not only are you you're doing so good with, with the football, but now you're helping. I'm helping the booster because it's going to bring in, you know, a little bit of money. To yes, it does. It all helps. Stands. It all helps. No, everything helps, but what's what's even better is the community can come out on a Saturday and have a good time. You know, watch some good football. I mean, there's going to be some good teams coming down. I mean, matter of fact, Westley will be there, North Kingston, South Kingston, Charahol, and we're going against Narragansett. So, you know, we're going to have some good quality football. It's the, I believe it's the September 7th. It's that Saturday. Uh, we Obviously, we're playing the last game, but... um. Yeah, having it at our place is is, uh, is a big deal and a great opportunity, right. and uh, we're excited to uh, to have that. So, and that's why these kids, you know, now you're on a, a different level. You know, we got the podcast with you. You know, hopefully you can come out to a couple of games. Uh, a couple of news outlets have contacted me. They want to come out and they want to do a couple of specials with us. So, uh, not only are the kids are getting notoriety, but you know, to be honest, and during the weight uh, training. They were competing with one another. I can outlift you. I can do this. So the competition started, you know, four or five months ago. And I can't wait to see how they compete, you know, um, soon. I, you know, they're starting already. The summer camp, you know, you can already see who I, I can outjog you. I can outrun you. I can do one extra push-up. You're doing 10, I'm doing 11 just because I want to do one more than you. Nice, and they know nice. the playbook. You know, you can watch what you can see what they're doing on huddle. Every single player is on there, they're studying. We come out with the passing training. They know what it is. They know what they're doing for a position. So um, they're psyched. I mean, I think the competition that's going to come out of this school is is like no other. We're that's not, awesome. We're not, we're not nothing like we were last year. Uh, we're and bigger. I'm, we're stronger. We're faster, and we're ready to come out and compete and, and have a great time for 2019. And I hooked up with two actually very you know um, one is. Um, you know, Voice Sports Network, I'm going to be going on there once a week doing statewide Rhode Island updates, and he's national, he's pretty big, you know, goes all over the place, um, my boy Wayne Matthews, you know, and then I'm also, uh, I was asked to come on the Roadie Sports Report this year and be the official Rhode Island high school, high school guy, you know, which that gets 25, 30,000 views, you know, every week, you know, um, Ronnie Rob is doing a great job over there. Been, you know, into Rhode Island sports for a long time. But thank you, Coach, and um, we'll talk very, very soon. I appreciate you having me on, and go Knights. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Well, that was Coach Cliff Borton over there at uh, Exeter West Greenwich. And, you know, his name's getting thrown around as a very passionate coach, you know, even before the season begins. So he's very honored. He's very humbled for that. And, um, you know, 
hopefully Mr. Solomon and the Warwick City Council, because I don't see the school committee doing much, so maybe he'll step in the way, but, um, you know, this ain't just a Warwick issue, you know, it's a Rhode Island issue, I mean, they've been doing this to a lot of schools, so let's get on board, let's back these schools, um, these people on the school committee members, the town councils, it's just a popularity contest, they weren't vote because they were experienced and qualified, that ain't how they got elected, they got voted in because they were popular in their area. So it's not even that they're there by experience. So, you know, if you feel that they don't know what they're talking about, speak your mind. But we'll be back with more. Thank you for listening. Can we keep it real? Always keep it authentic. And you already know, always keep balling. Going into last night's school committee meeting in Warwick, I bet a lot of people thought, you know, it was just going to be politics. I mean, I heard a couple weeks ago that, you know, Warwick was really considering, I mean, doing this. But they did it. They cut the city's athletic and after-school programs to help the city balance its budget, you know, effective immediately, not even next season. I mean, did everyone think it was going to happen? Probably not. But what are they going to do about it? The athletic supervisor, Scott Baia, at Pilgrim High School, who also coaches the cross-country and girls' basketball teams. I mean, they see it now, so now they believe it. I don't think any of them were prepared to hear them say that they weren't going to have sports next season. I mean, a junior, a junior-to-be, Miss um, Ella, who was at the meeting said it was jaw-dropping. A statement from the Warwick superintendent, Philip Thornton, wrote, These are very difficult cuts, including textbooks, teacher assistants, sports and clubs, come after having closed schools and having reduced staff in previous budget years. You could tell he's not a sports fan. Warwick schools are at a crossroads. It's your own fault. More funding is needed for education in the city of Warwick. Well, if you don't have these programs, you're not going to have many students to educate because they're not coming to school for your English and your math class, Mr. Thornton. According to Bayer, the school needs $1.4 million to fully fund the athletic department. When the idea of cutting sports was initially brought up, it caused immediate reaction from student athletes, parents, and coaches. I mean, more than 100 people showed up to Warwick City Hall to protest potential cuts. I think they just, they probably know that sports will get people listening, man. You're going to cut sports, people's ears pop up. I mean, the kids, people are getting phone calls left and right. The news of the cuts, really, they say they traveled quickly. And really, I found out about it really fast. So, I mean, but a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen. Tollgate's football coach, Mr. Stringfellow, you know, I mean, he said pretty much what it is. It's a ploy to get more money from the city. It stinks, but they're using them as a tool. They're using them as pawns. But after tonight, you really feel sick about this, said Blake Simpson, Pilgrim's football coach it sucks but me as a coach I ain't gonna stop the school department is 
not going to fund us, but we're going to try to fund ourselves. I mean, how can you just be a coach and roll over, Coach Blake said. When they're not going to fund you, you got to fund yourself. Well, there was off-season workouts planned for Wednesday morning, and both said they were going to forward until they were told not to. Athletes are feeling the same way, so it looks like Coach Blake and... You know, they're going to be out there practicing this morning um, until they say, you can't do this. They said they're playing football no matter what, said one senior at Pilgrim. They went to the Super Bowl last year, and they want to go back this year. I mean, so no matter what, they want to play. Some people think it's a bluff, but are you willing to take that chance? But right now... Pilgrim High School is looking for private funding for their football team this year. I mean, it is a horrible way to do it. And it does make the city look tarnished. It really does. But maybe they could change their mind in a a couple weeks. I mean, but a lot of people are brokenhearted about this. And, um, you know, thanks to the Providence Journal, you know, for um, for some of this information here. But, um... I didn't think it was going to happen either, but, yep, it looks like Warwick School Committee is cutting sports in all after-school programs. Football season is upon us, and Westerly Pee Wee Football invites you to come down and register for the 2019 Westerly Pee Wee Football season. Come on down, registration opens soon, Old Hopkinton Road. Westerly Pee Wee Football has been involved in a Westerly area since 1964, doing great things, putting uniforms on boys and girls, great cheerleading competition squad, great football, starting at the micros all the way up to the seniors. Ages go from 8 years old up to 14. So come on down, Westerly Pee Wee Football. You can check them out online, westerlypeeweefootball.com. You'll be glad you did.